All right, all right. Let's grab our seat. Thank you guys for for coming out to Chi Alpha. Hey, we're excited for today. Hey, tonight we have a real treat. Um, my spiritual father, my mentor in my life, is here to speak with us. He is uh, a pastor up in Northern Virginia at Mountaintop. Anyway, I want to I share this thought. He has been investing. Actually, when he opened Mountaintop, I was his first missionary in and they, the first day, first Sunday, and they've picked me up and have been supporting me personally ever since. I mean, that's a long time. And then on top of that, they have been sowing seed into our community. They don't just give to me, but they all send. They help with Mission Move-In. They've helped with Fall Getaway, sent getting people there. That Thousands of dollars have come so that we can experience more of God together. And so what's so powerful about that is that he's never done it to get what I would call a return. But what's so sweet about it is now we have Chi Alpha alumni who have found home and mountaintop. And, and I know he would have never done it for that. But for, for me, how sweet that is, that we've got our family kind of engaging with each other. It's such a sweet thing. And they've helped. You remember Elizabeth Hersher who came and shared about her going um, to India? That's her home church, you know. And so super blessed to have him come. We've had his son come through Chi Alpha, and, uh, and his daughter also went through Chi Alpha at that other school in Virginia. And so they, he, he really loves Chi Alpha. Could we give it up for Pastor Rob as he comes to share with us tonight? Amen, amen. Hey, um, as Anthony said, this is my spiritual son. Don't we look alike? <laughs> he looks a little bit better than me. But can I tell you guys something? I was just, I was bragging on him and this team. Uh, I said, Anthony, dude, you got an all-star team. Dude, you, ha- dude, you have Hannah. You have her new husband. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I, d- dude, you, it was Steve. Steve. Got Steve. <laughs> you, I saw Sarah Knight. I thought Sarah Knight was gone. I see you, Sarah. Don't be hiding. <laughs> hey, guys, you are blessed to have this. And, oh, not to mention the best, Michelle Saladino. You got that right. You know it, bro. <laughs> hey, come give it up for them, guys. You, that means. <laughs> Anthony knows I, I love him and the kids. I, I love them to death. And I was telling, you know, when I come here to Chi Alpha, Virginia Tech, this looks like Mountaintop. We're just like you, multicultural, multi-ethnic church. And as a matter of fact, I told them I'm going to just start calling Chi Alpha, Virginia Tech, Mountaintop South. Amen. You all right with that, Anthony? So with that said, with that said, I'm going to talk to you about a subject, and it's just been on my, resonating my heart. But before I do that, I want to show you guys a video, and this is, this is not really a commercial, but this, this is a really great segue for us, as in a minute I'm going to share the word of God. This is Megan Duke. She actually happens to be my oldest daughter. If you guys would show that. 
holds nations in his hands, enthroned in majesty over all of earth and man, O God of creation, be lifted high, candle my soul, and Lord hear my cry, send my heart on
that video set my heart on fire. Actually, Megan did that video about two years ago. Um, and she's in a she's in a dilapidated she's in a dilapidated church in a place called Gary, Indiana. Anybody heard of Gary, Indiana? Anybody ever heard of Michael Jackson? Yeah, that's where he's from, Gary, Indiana. Interesting thing about Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana is one of the most depressed places in America. It has fallen apart, abject poverty. And in this video, what I love so much about this video is out of the devastation of a community, out of the devastation of a land, there's a young man who is touched by the fire of God. He actually baptizes himself, and then you see later on, you picture him as a, a young adult, and now he is taking the glory of God, he's expanding the kingdom of God, and he's baptizing someone else. For me, that's a picture of somebody walking in their divine destiny, walking in their divine potential. Now, why is that so important to me? Why it's so important to me is that one of my life verses is out of Isaiah 58, 12. It says, those from among you shall raise up the foundation of many generations. You should be called the repairs of the breach, restores of streets to dwell. When I think about generations, your generation is one of my favorite generations. Um, I have two, I have four kids. Two of them are in their 20s. One of them still here. And there's something about this generation that I absolutely love. There is this artistry that you have. There is this, um, there is this uh, tenacity that you have. There is this creativity that you have, this hope that you have. But this is what I know. Everybody look at me for a second. God, the enemy wants to destroy this generation. He wants to destroy this generation. And he wants to destroy your divine potential. This is out of Acts chapter 13, just three verses. Tell somebody next to you, thank the Lord, just three verses. <laughs> now, I'm going to do more than three verses, but I will start there. Amen. Okay. But it says this. It says, now the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, somebody say, the Holy Spirit said. Y'all didn't say that loud enough. Say, the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said. Glory be to God. Now, he said, separate to me. Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Father, I thank you for your word. God, I pray, God, for the hearts, God, of this glorious generation that they would receive what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to say. I pray that you would help me, God, this weak vessel, to communicate this message for your glory and honor. Everyone say amen. amen. Now tell somebody next to you, get ready to get stepping. No, I didn't say, no, no. See, some of y'all messed that up already. I didn't say stepping. I said stepping. So say, get ready to get stepping. Into your divine potential. All right, you may be seated.
Y'all so educated, y'all can't even say step in. By the way, when I was in college, I, I was part of a fraternity, but I'm not going to tell you. No, anyway. But anyway, I'm glad I was redeemed from that stuff. Glory be to God. Um, so, and this is what I believe, and I've always taught my kids this. God has given every one of us the potential to prosper and to fulfill your God-given assignment. I believe that. Um, Ephesians Ephesians 2.10, where his workmanship creating Christ Jesus for good works, he's planned in advance for us to walk in. I believe that. There is this potential, godly potential that we have when we come to Christ. And it's meant for us to prosper and to fulfill his assignment. The question is, are you walking in your potential? Are you stepping into it? Have you learned to step into it? Now, the great doctor, late Dr. Miles Monroe, he would say it this way. He says, potential is everything that is designed for you to do but you have not done and everything that you're designed to be but have not yet become. That's your potential. Everything that he has already designed for you to do but you have not yet done. Everything that he has designed for you to be but not yet become. And you have great potential, bro. Amen. I want to talk about four principles of potential. And this is really more so, if you don't mind, Pastor Ann, this is more so a teaching, not necessarily preaching. It's a little bit of both. But I'm going to talk about four principles of potential. I want you to write these down. And I'm going to explain them a little bit. And then I'm going to talk about four ways you can, four ways how you can step into God's divine potential for your life. All right? Four, and, and I'm, using, I'm using the number four. Actually, the number four biblically is the number of creation. And this is what I believe. I can look around and I can tell that God wants to do something new in everybody's life here. Amen. Anybody ready for it? Listen, tell somebody next to you, don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied. Amen. You're listening know you can to the Ignite content, Sessions podcast, hosted by Virginia Tech Chi Alpha. Our hope for this okay. podcast is to encourage so listeners to pursue God's kingdom potential. and his righteousness. Our we hope you're blessed by today's by episode. Faith. If you're writing it down, write that down. Our potential is activated by seed-like faith. You probably remember when Jesus was talking to disciples, Matthew 17, 20, he says it this way. He says, if you have faith of a what? Mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, be moved from here to there, and it shall be done for you. Let me ask, is anybody facing a mountain today? Something that seems insurmountable. Amen. And that's what happens. We're going to always, there's going to always be mountains that we're faced. But Hebrews 11.1 1 says that, th- that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is like a seed. I want, one writer uh, wrote it this way. He says, we can count the number of seeds in an apple, but we can never count the number of apples in a seed. See, your faith is the key to your potential. It is the key to your potential. Is it the key that unlocks God's divine destiny for your life? So you can never really step into your potential without the faith of God. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Principle number two. I'm just going to do these pretty quickly. Your potential is internal and not external. 
Your potential is internal and not external. Now, some of you have heard this passage. It's Psalm 139, 14 through 16. It says, I praise you because I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Your works are, are wonderful. I know that full well. He says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Nobody knows you like your creator, like the Lord. When he designed you in your mother's womb, when he designed you with a purpose and assignment in mind, you started as a seed internally. And the enemy always wants to destroy the seed of God. I'm thinking, I was just thinking about that this, this week. When we think about, when I think about the national sins of America. Now watch this, guys. What would I call the national sins of America? The national sins of America are things like advocating for same-sex marriage, National sins of America are advocating for sexual identity confusion. The national sins of America are mass incarceration. National sins of America are uh, addiction to drugs and alcohol. National sins of America are the ad advocation of abortion. All of these national sins are meant to destroy the next generation. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's always looking to destroy the seed that is coming. He's always looking to destroy God's very best. And so his strategy is not just you, but his strategy is the next generation. See, I can talk about this because I know that some of the greatest potential, watch this, is in the grave of the womb. Some of the greatest potential, we saw potential loss today. Let me be sobering for a moment. When three young men were killed at University of Virginia, you know what died? Not only young men, but dreams died. A cure of cancer might have died. A new technology might have died, all right, because they were so full of potential. I knew a young man, and he was born out of wedlock. He was born in a foreign nation. He was put into an orphanage. He was called a bastard child. In this nation, there was generally no hope for a young man like that. The enemy had got a grasp of his potential. But by the grace of God, there was a couple in America that adopted him and brought him up in the ways of the Lord. That young man was me. He's always looking to destroy the seed. But potential, the value of the potential is internal. Number three, potential is impacted by our choices. All right, now somebody say, uh-oh. Somebody say, here we go. Now I feel like a father talking to you. Our potential is impacted by our choices. Now, 
One of the things, and I, I get around, and of course, I'm in Northern Virginia, but I talk at Chi Office, I talk to young people. You know what one of the common bondages I see in your generation is today? You know what it is? It's anxiety. Anybody can relate with that? And this generation, and it's, it's so, and Pastor Anthony, that's why I know it's a spiritual bondage. I know it's because this generation with everything that it has exposed, ex exposed to it, everything that it has available to it, yet there is this anxiety, excessive, persistent fear about everyday life. Now, watch this. Our potential is impacted by our choices. And these are the two choices that we daily have to wrestle with. The choice to choose faith or fear. Why is that so important? Because watch this. Faith will attract positive things in your life. But fear is going to attract negative things in your life. How many know that fear is not of, of the Lord? Amen. And fear is cast out by perfect love, right? But faith, watch this. Faith, faith comes by what? And hearing by what? Hearing by the word of God, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I know Pastor Anthony does it all the time. He asks you, are you in the word? Are you in the word? Are you reading the word? Are you studying? Why is he asking? He's not saying that just for it to be a tradition or something wrote. He's saying that so you would grow in your faith. Watch this. So you would be able to discern the right voices. <laughs> One of my favorite um, song, songwriters is a guy named Whitney Phipps, and he, he sings it this way. In a world of many choices, there's a call of many voices. When they all call out to greet me, I turn my eyes to thee. For I found in him a faithful friend that sticks with me to the very end. Yes, I found in him a faithful guide. He calls me his very own. And then he says, I'll choose you again and again. I'll choose you again and again. You mean so much to me, dear Lord. I'll choose you again. I'll choose you again and again. I'll choose you again and again. You mean so much. To me, dear Lord, I'll choose you again. Tell the person next to you, your, cho your choices impact your potential. No, I, I'm sorry. Tell yourself, my choices impact my potential. 
Yeah, that's better. Yeah, okay. Because I see some of y'all playing your choices. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right. Last principle, and then I'm going to show you how to get there. Our potential is influenced by how we handle trials and pressure. How we handle trials and pressure. We all know the story that a diamond is nothing but a piece of coal that has been under extreme pressure, extreme pressure. We also know when we think of great men, we think of people who have been tested through trial, whether it's somebody like King David or young David when he's facing a Goliath or when it's somebody like Jonah in the mouth of a great fish. Your potential has to be tested for it to become alive. Paul says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations knowing that tribulations produce a perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Our trials, our circumstances don't define us. They develop us. They determine. They don't determine your value. They prove your value. And so to try to go through a life easy without trial or without testing is going through life without having your potential maximized. So, thank you. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord. Um, this is Mr. $20 beer here. Mr. 20 has been through some stuff. By the way, let me ask you, how many of you know the life expectancy of Mr. 20? Anybody? Anybody want to guess? Huh? <laughs> Keep hope alive, bro. I didn't say in my hand. How many want to, what's the life expectancy of a, a $20 bill? Anybody? Come on. Come and give me some answers. Come on. Huh? Eight years? Two years. Oh, my word, girl. It's 7.8 years. Now, let me tell you something about Mr. 20 here. Okay. Mr. 20 has been folded up. Mr. 20 has been crunched up. Mr. 20 has probably brought a couple of Chick-fil-A meals and, and, and a gallon of milk. He's brought Chick-fil-A and milk at Target. Mr. 20, Mr. 20 has probably been stepped on. Mr. 20 has probably had a rough life. Right? That's, that's the life of Mr. 20, right? But despite his rough life, his value is not determined by his circumstances. His value is determined by who made Mr. 20. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tell a person next to you, you know you messed up. <laughs> Tell say, you ain't fooling nobody. But then tell them, but you ain't messed up as much as I did. <laughs> but, but the point is, hey, guys, listen. 
listen, listen. The point is, Mr. 20 knew, knew how to handle trials and pressure. And watch this. As long as Mr. 20 still exists, he can be used. As long as you're still around, you can be used by God. Amen. And your potential can come alive. Uh, I'm still standing. Anybody still standing? Amen. What's your name? Jewel. There you go, Jewel. All right, let me review, let me review some principles. Potential is activated, activated by the seed of faith. True value or potential is internal. Potential is imparted, okay, by our choices, or, all right? And potential is influenced by how we handle trials and how we handle pressure. Now, Somebody say, Pastor Rob, I want to step in. I want to step in. Anybody want to step in? Come on, because if we're, if we're honest, some of us have, some of us have kind of haven't thought about our potential. We, we're just trying to get by. Amen. How many know God has more for you? Amen. Amen. You guys are awesome. He has more for you. So how do you step in? How do you get stepping? All right. Well, let's go back to this passage. We are in Antioch. First of all, we're in Antioch. For those who don't know Acts chapter 13, I'm, I'm speaking through the whole book of Acts this year because this is what I believe. Two years ago, there was this thing called COVID. God used COVID to plumb line the church or to get it back online with what his desire was. God used COVID to begin restoring righteousness and justice because the church had gotten away from justice. And God used COVID to begin preparing a new remnant of soldiers who would be led by commanders like him, all right? And so in this, in the book of Acts, God moves the church from a traditional place called Jerusalem, and he moves it to a new place called Antioch. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that Christians were first called Christians where? At Antioch, right? All right, so this relates to the first if you're looking to step into your potential, the first thing is you got to do is you need to be planted in the right environment. Planted in the right environment. You need to be where God has planted you, not where you want to plant yourself. The Bible says, now in the church that was at Antioch, the church that was at Antioch. God had moved, listen, God had moved his glory from Jerusalem to Antioch. Now I want to ask you, I want to ask you, do you believe that you are planted where God has desired you to be? Is Virginia Tech the place he planted you? Do you believe you're planted here? Really? Do you believe you're planted here? then you know that then you're stepping into your potential. If you believe that you truly were planted here in this ministry called Chi Alpha, you have taken the first, stand, first step to walking in your potential. I truly believe that it matters where you're planted. Listen, it matters where you're planted more than your giftedness. Yeah. Right? 
because if a, if a tomato plant is planted in sand, how many know it's not going to thrive? It needs to be planted in good soil. It needs to be planted in good soil. It matters where you're planted. So these guys are planted in Antioch, and God is preparing them for this missional advance. The second thing is this. You and your potential needs to be watered by the word of God. It needs to be watered by the word of God. There were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. What is this saying? You have this new church that's being established. And what God does, he raised up apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and he raised up teachers to do what? To teach them the things, the gospel, the things of the Lord. They're growing because they, God had raised up these teachers as a prerequisite that they could grow in their faith and grow in their potential. Now, it's interesting. He uses two people. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. He uses two people. He uses Barnabas, who's called son of encouragement, and he used a guy named Saul. Saul is his Hebrew name. Paul is his Greek name. Now, something is interesting about Saul. Saul was someone who, who literally was killing Christians. In other words, he had a bad past. His past was jacked up. But Saul got a revelation of Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And Saul ends up, ends up being taken away. He ends up growing in the word of God and he finds himself at Antioch where there are other teachers who are preparing him in the word of God to prepare him for his assignment, his potential assignment for his destiny, for his potential assignment. Can I tell you, there's no way you can step into your potential without first stepping into the word of God. Your potential cannot be unlocked unless the word of God and the faith that comes to that word moves you forward in the kingdom. You cannot. So when, when I was a young man, when I was, listen, I've been a Christian since I was 13 years old, but I haven't, I was never discipled. I was never discipled. It wasn't until I got married and I married this be beautiful young woman. Her name was Linda. I had met her, I met her actually at the University of Maryland. She was a cheerleader. I was up in the stands and she kept on staring at me way up in the stands. And so I felt compelled to go down there and introduce myself. I, I wasn't content in sitting around a bunch of guys. I was going to do something about it. Anybody feel me? Young lady say, come on, y'all got to give me a snap. I saw y'all snapping. <laughs> this young lady grew up in, she grew up in a Presbyterian church. It wasn't a spirit-filled church, but it was a church that discipled her well in the word of God. And she did this thing I had never heard of. Every day she had a quiet time. In other words, she would, when we got married, she would sit at a kitchen table with a cup of coffee and devour the word of God. Devour the word of God. Hey, guys, that challenged me. That challenged me. 
because I know that the closer that her and I get to God, the closer we get to one another, that challenged me. So I began opening the word of God. I began reading for myself. But this, watch this. There's, there's, there is reading the word of God, <laughs> and then there's feeding on the word of God. How I many of a difference? I didn't start feeding on the word of God until one day I was broken. Oh, thank you for the trials, Lord. Thank you for the trials, Lord. One day I was broken financially, and I was at an altar just praying through my brokenness, crying out to the Lord. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, crying out to the Lord. In the middle of me crying out to the Lord, something miraculous happened. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I began speaking in tongues, and I was still crying, but now I was crying with tears of joy. But watch what happened after that happened. I went home. And the next day, God gave me a supernatural love for the word of God. I would literally go, watch this. I would literally go to bed excited about what God would speak to me in the next morning. The word of God became more than words on the page. It became his voice. And I began to choose his voice over my thoughts, over my dreams, over my passions. I began choosing his voice. And you know what happened? His potential was unlocked in me, and he took me out of health care into the gospel ministry. How did it happen? Through the word of God, where it became more than reading, it became feeding. The word of God, the key to opening your, your potential. The Bible says in Acts, Saul, immediately he preached to Christ in the synagogues. He's the son of God. Then all who heard were amazed. Is this not who destroyed those who called on his name in Jerusalem? Has he come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? People were still scared of this, of this joker. But Saul increased all the more in strength, confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Let me ask you, are you growing in your faith through the water in the word of God? How many know if there's hope for Saul, how many know there's still hope for you? Amen. So your potential needs to be watered by the word. And then your potential needs to be fertilized by the spirit. Needs to be fertilized by the spirit. Look what happens here. They minister to the Lord and fast it. And the Holy Spirit said, somebody say the Holy Spirit said. Come on, say the Holy Spirit said. Now, I know you guys already know this, but the Holy Spirit is a person, right? So the Holy Spirit has feelings, right? That's why you can grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks, right? Holy Spirit guides and directs. And in here, watch this. These guys had cultivated such a relationship and intimacy with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, that when he spoke, watch this, they were ready to move. Now, all of you are bright. All of you are bright. This is one of the most, uh, I know, this is one of the most prestigious colleges on the East Coast in the nation. You're all bright. You're all gifted. All right, and intelligence will get you a long way. Giftedness will get you a long way. But you know what it gets you further? When you get a word from the Holy Spirit and you walk in obedience. Amen? So 
quick story, quick story. How does, this, how does this impact my potential? See, listen, we have dreams, we have visions, we have desires, and those are good. But listen, your potential cannot be unleashed unless, unless, listen, you get a word from the Lord, from the Spirit of God to guide your steps and your destiny. Just a, a year ago, I was, I was recruited by a large church to become their pastor. Um, and, you know, I... That stuff doesn't really matter to me, but I went in obedience because I felt like God wanted me to go to probably cast some vision. And I sat with these elders, and they were recruiting people from around the nation to come pastor this church. They wanted me to pastor. And so my wife and I came out, and immediately the Spirit of the Lord said, don't go back to Egypt. All right? And so... The next morning, and you guys know, I mean, churches are like, some churches are like organizations, and they have big budgets, they have this, that, and the other programs. And I woke up the next day where I could have been pastoring this large church with this school of 600 students, yada, yada, yada. And I woke up the next day, and this is what I said, guys. I got into my flesh a little bit. I said, what did I just do when I said no? You know what the Spirit of the Lord told me right then? I'll never forget it. He says, faith says no to everything everyone else says yes, to say yes to everything else no one can see. I thank God for the Holy Spirit because it's only by the Spirit that I am what I am. And you cannot move into your potential, your greatest potential, unless you develop and discern an ear to hear from the Spirit of God and step into it. Last thing, this. Your potential needs to be warmed through fellowship and guarded by accountability. He says, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul. How many know two are better than one? Let me ask who, oh, thank you, Lord. Let me ask you, who's in your circle of accountability? The Bible said, he who isolates himself seeks his own desire and wages against all wise judgment. In other words, listen, you cannot reach your potential without other people. Period. You need other people to reach your potential. You need other people, Anthony, to reach your potential. Right? And so Barnabas and Saul, they go out having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them. They went out. God, the Spirit, sent them away because God knew that they could not maximize their potential alone. So he gives this accountability to one another that they, as iron sharpens iron, they might grow together. Pastor Anthony mentioned it. Look how the Lord works and how he unleashes potential. When I first met him, didn't know him for Adam, but we planted a church, we had 20 people, and we decided to, we want to be a missional church. We wanted, listen, we didn't want to just change our community, we wanted to take nations. So we invited Pastor Anthony, came in from that day, we began to support him. We didn't have nothing. Anthony, you remember, we didn't have, we were, so, we were so broke, we were meeting in the district office. We had nothing. But we decided to support him, along with many other people who believed in Anthony and Michelle. 
We kept in contact because iron sharpens iron. We began watching as this ministry began to grow. We kept in contact. He would ask me questions. I would ask him questions. Sometimes I don't know who was counseling who, but we did it together, right? And then we start seeing this ministry grow. And the next thing you know, next thing you know, how many years down the road? How long you been doing this? Oh, 18. About 18, huh? 23 years told, but 18 here. 15 here. 15 years. About a year ago, a year and a half ago, Pastor Anthony called me. He says, hey, Rob, I got, a, I got somebody graduating from here. She's from Chi Alpha. And she's looking for a place to live in Northern Virginia. She's not from here. I said, okay, okay I'll, I'll try to find a place. So we got connected. And next thing you know, she begins coming to Mountaintop. And she's coming to Mountaintop because she had believed that God was just directing her there. And so she's there, and I'm like, okay, okay, Lord. And I see this anointing upon her life. And I said, well, <laughs> her name is Felicity. Anybody ever heard of Felicity? I said, Felicity, let's, um, I'll tell you what. Let's just come and be an intern, and let's discover together what God wants to do with you. I didn't have much for her to do, but she just hung out with me. I hung up with her. And then God did something talking about being planted in the right place. At COVID, God had moved our ministry to the heart of Manassas, which is minority, majority, Hispanic. And I can say, como se llamo, but after that, I'm done. Okay? Now, I do speak, I, I, listen, I do speak soul Spanish, I'm not going to get into that, but anyway. <laughs> okay. But I'm like, Lord, why are you putting us in the heart of Manassas? And you know what God told me? This is right after compassion. and This is right after COVID. He says, I'm planting you there to teach you compassion. I'm planting you there to teach you compassion. And so we move into the heart of Manassas. I mean, there's all kinds of places we could be in Northern Virginia, but we go to the heart of Manassas. And then God births this idea dream. And this idea dream is to set up a nonprofit that would, that would focus on health care, education, housing, and employment. That is separate from the church, but it is aligned with the church. I would have never thought. And I'm like, God, if you're going to do that, I've got enough to do. Who's going to lead that? And he says, your executive director is Felicity. You know why? Because she was planted in the right place, full of the spirit of God, willing, willing to listen. And so Felicity is there. Next thing you know, she invites a friend. She invites two friends. One is named Sarah Coates. Anybody ever heard of Sarah Coates? Sarah Coates comes, Pastor Rob, she wants to meet with me in Panera one day. I just thought she wanted a free lunch, so I met with her. <laughs> and she says, I'm, I believe God is calling me. Guys, watch this. Talking about stepping into your potential. Listen, 
I thank God for your dreams. I thank God for your education. I, I thank God for the degree you're going to get. All good. But if you don't hear from the Spirit of God, you'll never reach your potential. And she says, I'm called to Africa. And just a few months ago, just like Acts chapter 13, we brought up in front of the church, we anointed her home with oil, and we commissioned her into the mission field. And you know who was right behind her? Another young lady named Elizabeth Hersher. And she says, Pastor Rob, she wants to meet at Panera too. By then, I knew what was going on. <laughs> she says, I'm called to India. And so, in May or June, we're going to lay hands on her. We're going to commission her to the mission field. Now, why am I telling you all that story? I'm telling you that story because your potential cannot be maximized alone. It takes a family. It takes a community. And when you're hearing from the Lord, when you're in the word of God, God will step you into your potential. Now, I want to show you one more thing. Because there's, a, there's something that was going to steal your potential. And I'm getting ready to end with this. Anybody get anything out of this? Yes. Come on. Anybody know what this is? Y'all too smart to say a plant. This is called a Buxus macrophylla. I said Buxus, not Buttis, Buxus macrophylla. But another name for it is a bonsai. Okay. Now, now let me tell you something about this bonsai. Because Satan wants, you, wants to steal your potential. Because the next generation is at stake. Your sons, your daughters, your grandsons, your granddaughters, your life is at stake. See, this bonsai, this is how they grow this particular plant. As soon as this seed begins to sprout, the, the grower of this plant, he will cut off the taproot. And they'll also clip any of the little branches under the soil. And then he'll replant it. And because he cut off the taproot, this plant, which is meant to be 40, 50 feet in height, will never get bigger than this. Because its root cannot go down deep. So it stays, it never reaches its potential. Now, that's pretty cute. Look, some, look at somebody next to you and say, you're you pretty cute. <laughs> the, the, look, look, these guys up here say, oh, you cute, bro. <laughs> I'm just messing with <laughs> No, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. My man in the middle said, don't be saying that to me. Don't uh, but how many know we're not just meant to be cute? Right? 
We're, need, we're meant to be used powerfully by the glory of God. Okay? So it's not about being cute. And what will cut off your taproot? And we've seen it in our nation today. Racism will cut off your taproot. The love of money and power and popularity will cut off your taproot and your potential. Bitterness, unforgiveness will cut off your potential. Watch this. Politics and religion and culture will tap off your potential when those things become your idol. Lack of intimacy with your maker will cut off your potential. But God has called us to be oaks of righteousness. My, one of my favorite psalms, I'm going to end with this, says this. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the, un, of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, or sits in the place of the scornful. But his delight shall be in the law of the Lord. And in this law he shall meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree that is planted by rivers of water, bearing its fruit in due season. And whatever he does will prosper. Let me ask you, does anybody want to prosper in their life the way God wants you to prosper? speaks of your, your potential. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. I know I'm talking to mostly believers here, but there's somebody, there's more than somebody, there's a couple people here, and you're here, and you're here, and you've come. I, I saw, um, uh, Anthony, I was really, I was, I was praying, guys, just lean in one more minute here. I was praying and I, and I was walking and I was walking the street and I saw a young lady and she was leaning on a wall. And she looked forlorn. And I walked by and I walked by and I didn't feel impressed to stop, but I walked by and, and she was a picture of those that you know here on this campus who feel alone, who feel isolated who feel separated from God, who know there's something more, they just don't know how to step into it. Yeah. That young lady is here tonight, not physically, but there's a young lady, a young man that's probably here tonight, and you felt separate. You don't see your divine destiny because the enemy of your soul has put blinders over your eyes so that you can't see who you're really made to be. But there is a God who loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And he himself is the giver of all potential, to be giver of life. I want you to just bow your heads for me right now. Just close your eyes for just a moment, and we can play some soft music. But I, 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 I would not, I'm not be the person who I am if I didn't invite, if there's someone here tonight, you've come, 
Maybe you feel unloved. Maybe you don't feel accepted. Maybe you feel isolated. Maybe you're searching and you've been going around in circles and circles. But God right now wants to circle you with his love. And he says it very clearly. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, you can be saved. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He loves you. I feel like I see, I feel like I see people who are, I feel like I see someone who is just, you're burdened down. But Christ is the one he says, I will take your yoke. I will take your yoke upon me. He says, cast your burden upon me and I will sustain you. I'll never permit the righteous to be moved. If you're here tonight and you say, Pastor Rob, that's me. I know I'm away from the Lord and I know I need to get my life, my heart right with God. And if this Jesus truly loves me, I want to accept him for my Savior as my personal Savior. So at the count of three, I'm going to ask you if if that's you tonight, if you want to make, take the greatest step that you've ever taken in your life and step towards Jesus to be your Savior. At the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to lift up your hand right where you are, right where you are. One, two, three. Wow, hands are lifted up all over this place. You want to accept Jesus as your Savior. Hands lifted up to you. Thank you, young lady. Thank you, young lady. Thank you, young man. Thank you, young lady. Thank you, young lady. Thank you, young lady. Thank you, young man right there. Thank you. Now, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you for my Father. I want you, if you lifted your hand, I want you to stand right where you are. Stand right where you are. Just stand right where you are. Stand right where you are. Glory be to God. Stand right where you are. Stand right. Listen. And now I want you to do something. As an act of your faith, the first step of obedience, I want you to step down to this altar towards me because we're going to pray with you. Come on, step down here right now. Somebody need to rejoice. And I'm going to tell all of you right here, y'all look at me. Y'all look at me. You're, listen, can I tell you something? Oh, thank you, Lord. Your destiny is bright as the promises of God. Your potential is great, young man. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. Your potential is great. There's more. There's more. Oh, you young lady, the world hasn't seen nothing yet. coming off of you those things have been holding you back it's coming off of you young lady glory be to God this is going to be listen you're going to go home and I want you to call mom or dad I want you to call somebody and tell them my life just changed today because the Lord stepped me into his divine destiny for my life through Jesus come on guys I want you to lift your hand before I'm going to pray with you right now come on just lift your hand like this I want you to pray this with me and then we have some people off on the side just going to counsel with you say dear Jesus
thank you for life and life abundantly. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you will forgive me of my sin, my past sins, my sins today, and my sins tomorrow. I thank you for the blood that covers me from all my sins. I confess you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior, but also as my Lord. Teach me to hear your voice that I can walk in divine potential and destiny for my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, somebody give God a praise. I want some of our leaders, if you can meet over here. Guys, if you step over here. Everybody, I want you to stand up with me. Stand up with me. Everyone, if everyone else, stand up with me. Listen. Listen. I want you guys to get serious, all right? If you believe that there's more that God has for you that you need to step into, some of you still don't know where you're going or how you're going to get there, but you want, listen, if you believe that there's more that you need to step into, I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith and come down to this altar. And I'm going to pray over as many people that I can. It might be a prophetic word. It might just be a word from the Lord. But if you know that there's more, come on, step out of your seat right now. Step into this thing. Step into this. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. The enemy wants to steal it. He wants to steal your divine potential and destiny for your life. But I want you to step into this. I want you to step into it. This is an act of faith for all of you. Step into this. For some of you, you know that there, there, there have been some hurts that have been tapping off your potential. There are some anxieties that are tapping off your potential. For some of you, there is this confusion. Yeah, I, th- I see some of you have this confusing spirit. It's been tapping off. Some of you, there's this fear, this anxiety. Jesus said this. He said, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So whatever that thing is, you believe it is holding you back right now. I want you to do something. I want you to do this. Look at me, everybody. Whatever you believe could be holding you back. I want you to say, in Jesus' name, if it's fear, in Jesus' name, I bind fear and I release faith. It's binding and loosing. So, for example, maybe it's, maybe it's this. Maybe it's addiction. In Jesus' name, I bind this addiction in my life and I release the freedom of God. So whatever it is, call upon God to bind it and also whatever the opposite is to release it in your life. Amen. Come on, take a moment. Do that right now. Come on, right now. Whatever that is. You know what it is. It doesn't matter. I don't have to know what it is. You know what it is. Go ahead, do it right now. Go ahead, do it right now. Amen. Go ahead, do it right now. Glory be. Thank you for tuning in to the Ignite Sessions podcast. To learn more about Virginia Tech Chi Alpha, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it using the hashtag TheIgniteSessions. We'll see you next time.